BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting Friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Welcome into Spill the Tea, the golf podcast about everything but golf. Okay, so we will be talking golf, but all the things like around golf that you wouldn't expect to be talking about. Amy Rogers alongside Anna Jackson. Anna, how do you feel to be embarking on this adventure together? I'm so excited just to spend a little more time with you. Well, likewise, Miss Rogers. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about this podcast. I think it's going to be, as you say, it's going to be a little bit different. Obviously, we're going to be releasing these podcasts around the biggest women's events that we've got on the calendar for the rest of the season. But this is not the podcast to be talking about tournament golf. We're going to be talking about everything around the podcast, sort of places to go, the scoop at the event, sort of behind the scenes. Obviously, we're going to be down there with Golf Channel Live uh, doing sort of behind the scenes life on the road. And not only that, we're going to have guests, aren't we, Amy? Yes, I am really excited about some of the guests that we have lined up. And the whole idea of this uh, podcast is to just get to know players on a different level. Not like we know them from like our typical post-round interviews, you know, like the questions that you wouldn't normally get to ask somebody, um, just getting to know them on a deeper level. So in the spirit of this, we thought it would be fair to open up mm. ourselves first as the hosts of this new podcast to help you get to know us a little bit better first uh, as we embark on this new journey together, because you don't really know us in that way. I mean, what you see of us on TV is so uh, different. Um, you see such a small snippet of like who we are and our personalities and what we're like. So this is a chance for you to get to know uh, us a little bit as well. And Anna and I were just talking the other day and it's so funny because we work in TV, but we both don't really like talking about ourselves, which is like hilarious that we're on television. <laughs> um, so this will be like a little bit of a challenge for us just to like open up and share with you guys. I know it's kind of amazing. So we spend our entire careers in front of America worldwide talking about golf. But then when it comes to sort of bringing viewers inside our ropes, for some reason, it seems a lot more scarier. Sort of putting yourself on the line <laughs> and actually, you know, putting yourself out there for people to, you know, decide if they like you or not. And that's a little bit of a scary thing. But yeah, I mean, going back to our guests, I can't wait. Just the idea of asking Jin Young Ko who she texts the most, or Lydia Ko, what was your last Google search? Or Minji Lee, one thing that Minji Lee can't live without, you know, to have the guests on at the biggest time of the year, but also just to talk to them about everything other than golf. I don't think any podcast has ever done that before. I'm excited about this. I don't think so. 
I know, me too. So stay with us a little bit later in the show. We are going to tease one of these new segments, some really fun questions. You'll have to stick with us to see a little preview of some of the things we are going to be asking some of the biggest names in the game of golf. And we're going to use ourselves as guinea pigs so that you can learn a little bit about us. So uh, we're excited. We're going to kick off this first podcast, uh, launching this one with the U.S. Women's Open being held for the very first time. Can't even believe this, that there hasn't been a women's major played at Pebble Beach ever. This is huge. The 78th U.S. Women's Open going to be held at Pebble, and we will be there all week long. We, of course, will be covering all the birdies and bogeys there, but we're not going to get into that here. We're going to talk about things in and around this event. But before we dive into this next major championship, Anne and I actually got to work together on site at the last women's major, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. Okay, this is quite a story. Because if you <laughs> tuned in, you are not used to seeing Amy Rogers on the desk for that long. So there is a whole story to what actually happened at KPMG. Okay, I'm just going to start off. So I come in to oh, Volstral. It's Monday. We get there early. I literally am still just standing by my car, catching up with one of the camera guys. I haven't seen him in a while. He does some fun stuff for Disney. I'll get into my love of Disney later, but we're catching up. We're talking about his latest like shoot and over walks our, our illustrious producer, Chloe. And she has a gigantic smile on her face. And I cannot understand why <laughs> she is so excited on a Monday morning to see me. Way too much smiling going on. I'm like, something is up. Now I'm coming into KPMG. I've had my first week off in eight weeks. I worked eight weeks straight between Golf Channel, other gigs, whatever. So I'm like, I'm heading to KPMG being like, okay, I know LPGA. I know it much better than covering PGA Tour, which I covered a few times in the recent weeks. But you know, I just, I know it so at such a di different level that I was like, this is going to be a great week. It'll be a little bit easier. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So Chloe walks over to me and she's like, Anna is sick. Like she is not feeling well. I don't think she's going to be able to make it today. We're going to need you to fill in and host the show. And it's just like an hour long Golf Central, which I filled in doing occasionally. The only difference is that it's on site. I was like, okay, totally fine. Going to be with a band at Blumenhurst. Great. I have packed no clothes to host a show. All I have are like my golf clothes because there were so many times I would pack stuff. And you would never wear it. No. And you're like, why is this just taking up room in my suitcase? Forget it. So I have no golf stuff. So we realized there's a mall across the street from our hotel, which is great. Because how many times have you traveled to an event and there is no shopping? I mean, there's no shopping within like hours no. of where you're staying. It's the beauty of golf courses. They're literally in the middle of nowhere. Yes. So we luck out. There is not just a mall, but it is a good mall. It has a Nordstrom. It has Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be in a pinch, at least this is the place to be. So I leave the golf course, immediately go to the mall, and it is like supermarket sweep. I am just grabbing things like <laughs> left and right. I'm like, something has to work. Something just has to work. And it's like, it's so different when you're shopping though for TV clothes, because they have to be like certain colors, certain sort of like fit, you yeah. know, it's just like a certain look to it. And so the options are narrow. There's not a lot of options. And I need to like get back to the golf course so we can get ready for the show. So I'm just like grabbing things <laughs> left and right. But you also had our like, executive producer's credit card. So, you know, budget was probably higher than normal. Like, Thank you very much. Just expensive. Just expensive. So I was like $500 blazer. Maybe, maybe I will. No, I restrained myself. But 
I tried to be smart about it. So I find some options. I got this pink blazer and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get an extra just in case, in case I need to come back. Because I did not know what was going on with you. Okay. So I get back and I get my clothes ready to go. So day one. Now, what is happening on your end as all this is playing out? Okay. So picture the scene. KPMG Women's <laughs> PGA Championship hosting Golf Central pre-game, post-game is one of the biggest weeks of my calendar year with Golf Channel because we have not only do we have a one hour show on the Monday, that's just, you know, to kind of ease us in off the back of the men's US Open, da, 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 but we have five hours of preview programming on Tuesday and Wednesday, which I'm up there with Amanda Bloomhurst and Paige McKenzie. We've got the biggest guests that we you could possibly imagine. We've got Rose Zhang up there. We've got Alison Felix, who's down there for the, uh, you know, to talk to some of the team about what it's like to be an amazing female athlete in this industry turned businesswoman. We've got Brooke Kennison on the desk. We've got all the biggest names you can ever imagine. This is the most exciting, one of the most exciting weeks of the year for me. So there I am on Saturday, having a wonderful weekend. My husband, Tom, my son, Max, we get home from lunch. All of a sudden around the corner, I hear Tom go, oh God. And I'm thinking, oh God, what's just happened? I go, oh, no. I go in there and I kid you not, Max has, Max is almost two. Max has projectile vomited across Tom's face, down his shirt, all over the floor. We're talking like chunks of Max's fresh lunch stuck to the floor oh of Tom's god. lip. I mean, oh my god. That is the extent. Oh so we're like, oh god, what are we talking here? Are we talking food poisoning? No, no, no. Four hours later, Max is then sick again. So we're thinking, okay, oh my gosh, he's got some kind of virus. Oh, we get no. we get to Sunday evening and we're like, you know what? I think we got away with this. I think we're fine. We go to bed totally fine. I'm like, right, we're off to New Jersey on Monday. Happy days. Bring on the KPMG. About 2 a.m. Sunday night, without being too graphic, let me tell you, Amy Rogers, all hell broke loose. Oh, no. In our oh, no. <laughs> it was oh, not no. a good way. It was, <laughs> it was, it was just... It was, it, I mean, it was norovirus, you know, everything you imagine it to be and more. So that's when I called Chloe on Monday morning saying, look, I'm not going to make it in for the one hour show, but I might make it in. I'm hoping to make it in for the big five hour monsters on Tuesday and Wednesday. But I'm like, Amy's on site. She's hosted Girl Central before. She's totally got this covered. Get the girls some new outfits. We're good to go. <laughs> Monday night rolls around. Tom is in a whole world of pain. There's no physical way I could sit at a desk for five hours. I mean, it was oh. for me or the viewer, put it that way. And so you were just an absolute angel from heaven and you sat on that desk for those five hours, both days, both days. Both days. And, uh, and, that, and, and there we are. But I mean, that is just a classic example of when things are going so smoothly. You've got huge shows coming up and uh, it's just a complete and utter train wreck. And, you know, life happens, doesn't it? It does. It does. As someone who also has a young son and you have that moment with them and you realize they're sick and suddenly you just feel like a ticking time bomb and you're, you're just waiting. You're like, I mean, it's going to hit me. You're just waiting for it. Our house drops the worst like feeling. fly the week of KFMG. And obviously it happens on, you know, one of the biggest weeks of the year. Sure. Sure. Of course. It's always the way. Always the way. Well, I'm so glad that you got to feeling better though, because you were able to Thank make you. it. You joined us <laughs> on site on Thursday you were a trooper rest of the week. I, I, it was just crazy. Totally, total craziness. Um, but, but it was an know, awesome week. Yeah, Bolter's role. Bolter's role was amazing. Everything we hoped it would be and more. 
you know, the women have deserved a platform like that for a long time and it paid off. Great week. Pebbles arguably going to be even better. Yeah, huge. So we're going from Baltusrol, where the women got to play for only the third time in history, first time since 1985, first time for KPMG. And now we're shifting our focus to Pebble Beach, the U.S. Women's Open, also a first. There has been so much buzz surrounding this major. I mean, and not just like in women's golf, but like just across the golf landscape as a whole. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are like, are you going to Pebble? Like, I'm going to be a Pebble. Like, people we wouldn't expect. So I feel like there's going to be a huge media turnout for this major championship that we haven't really seen before. But, you know, it's the women's first time there. Do you remember your first memories of Pebble Beach? Yeah, do you know, I've only been once. And it was back in 2016 when I was with the previous show that I hosted before coming out with Golf Channel, Golfing World with um, Sky Sports. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, you know, one of the toughest weeks of, of, of my year. I was filming a travel destination golf guide around the Monterey Peninsula. So, you know, there I was in my like convertible yellow amazing. mask. Amazing. Uh, seven mile drive. I mean, it was just a glorious week. And so... Yeah, obviously stepping onto Pebble first time, I mean, no one forgets it, but it was just, it was maybe day two. It was one of the most weird and surreal days of my life. We were filming down at Spyglass Hill, just sort of down the road. And my cameraman was out filming a couple of, um, filming some, just a bit of color of the golf course. And I was just sat in the, in the, um, in the clubhouse. And this guy comes over and he's like, he's like, oh, Anna Whiteley, uh, golfing well. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, just, you know, doing a bit of filming. He goes, well, I know this is really random, but two of our guys out of our full ball at Pebble were teeing off in about 40 minutes. Um, do you know on your cameraman want to come and join us? I was like, um, <laughs> yes. So does that really happen? Does that happen in real life? I can't believe I that actually like happened. It's amazing. So, it was so bizarre. Cancel all afternoon plans, huge, busy day of filming, cancelled, call our producer, sorry, Rob, something's come up, we're gonna have to change the schedule. So we fly back to the hotel, grab our golf shoes. Obviously, you know, we didn't bring our golf clubs with us. We rock up at Pebble Beach. We're like flying by the practice area, picking up some rental clubs, which I'm pretty sure were men's clubs because they were so heavy. <laughs> and, we, and we rock up onto the first tee and who is the fourth of our four ball? Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So, oh, of course. Because it was, you know, it was ATT Pebble Beach Week. So we uh awesome. it was just it was just amazing. You know, being from the UK as well, I hadn't I know he's he's like a very familiar face on the golf scene, but I was pretty fresh to America at that point. And he was, you know, everybody knew Carlton growing up. Everybody was oh, yeah. Fresh Prince at home. And uh and I think I might have said, Carlton, great to meet you. And he was he was just <laughs> such he was such such a good guy, such a big character. And I remember teeing off, having not hit a single practice. Imagine playing Pebble Beach with zero practice, zero warm-up, yes. not even with your own club. We rocked up and I, go. <laughs> I ripped my first drive and Carlton goes, oh, girl, you're cooking out gas. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, and it was, but you know, I mean, picture the seat, the par three seventh, the approach on eight. I mean, I didn't stand a chance. I had to buy a new sleeve of ball at the turn. I mean, I like to think my game was slightly improved, but, you know, it was obviously an incredibly challenging day of golf, but one of the grating golfing moments of my life. 
Have you been? That's amazing. What a great story. Yes. Yeah. Not nearly as exciting. I did not have the dream scenario of like walking in and someone just needs me to join their foursome. But so I had been out there, probably the closest I got was back in 2016, the Women's US Open. I was covering that uh, when I was still at LPGA and it was at Cordoval. So it's like an hour hour and a half, like north of Pebble. So I was like, well, this is the closest I've been. Like I have to drive down and, and check it out. So I made the drive down. I get there. Um, and just around like the 18th green, that area around the water. And it was like, unless you have a tea time, you can't go like any farther. So all I've been able to see was just around that 18th green and the water. Like I took some pictures, but I feel like it was just like this cruel teaser. You know, I got like this small, small glimpse of like what Pebble Beach is like. So I'm so excited just to get back out there. Cause it's like, you know, you got to play for free, which is awesome. I mean, it's $625 now. Yeah, um, I think it just went up and I, yeah, it's definitely that's up. crazy. And I think they make you get a caddy. So it's just like, there's so many like expense. It ends up being like pretty pricey. So mm -hmm. if you had to pay, would you have paid to play Pebble Beach? 625. Yeah. <sighs> that's a lot. Was it worth 625? I mean, it probably was. It probably was. <laughs> I mean, it, it almost definitely was, especially with, you know, the sprinkling of Carlton into the equation as well. But it was... <laughs> 625 is a lot for a round of golf, Amy. Would you pay? That's a lot. I think I would. Now, my round probably wouldn't come with Carlton as well. That would be like <laughs> an extra add-on. But, oh, totally. Yes, I, I would totally pay it. You know, I mean, it's just like yeah, one of those I, places. That's like a bucket list. Like, you got to play it, you know? Yeah, I think any 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 real golf nerd, to be honest, not even a golf nerd. I think even even the most low-key golf fan. To get it's you know it's the kind of the kind of gift that you get your dad for his seventieth and you know it's like such yes. an iconic it's such an iconic venue with so much history everybody knows every hole I think you would wouldn't you would you how high would you go a grand that's what I was thinking yeah like a thousand bucks yeah I'd probably pay a grand I'd maybe where else I'd, I'd take my kid out of daycare for a month and maybe make, yes maybe pay two grand <laughs> take one for the team take one for the team. <laughs> Where else would you pay that much to play? Is there anywhere else that you would pay that to play? I'd love, I'd love to play Augusta. Obviously, love to play sure. Augusta. I did break eighty for the first time in my career at Kings Barnes. That was a pretty amazing experience. I feel like that course is really underrated. Yeah, because yeah. I was there for the AIG Women's Open. Breathtaking. Yeah, really beautiful course. Um, just your typical like linksy layout. It's right on the water. Yeah, I feel like nobody talks about it. It's like so like under the radar. Yeah, it's one of those courses where if you're going to book a golf trip to Scotland, you're going to throw the old course in there. You're probably going to throw, I don't know, Carnoustie in there, and you're going to throw Kings Barnes in there as well because you're right. It's just so coastal. It's beautiful. It's uh, we had all four seasons in one day. Classic Scottish golf. It was bright sunshine. Turned horizontal rain. Throw oh, yeah. down to your bare bones. We were soaked within the first hour. Uh, yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, very lucky to do that. But haven't broken 80 since. So that's that. You have to go back to Kings Barnes. That's your, that's your spot. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit more about Pebble because there's so many things about this course, but there's a lot around it that I feel like we don't really know as well. So I'm going to quiz you mm. on a couple of things. Me too. Pebble Beach to see how well... All right, let's see how well we really know this course before we head there next week. Okay, first one. Okay, so you know the Lone Cypress. It's like the iconic tree. Yeah. You always see it in the photos, like beautiful yeah. photographs. Okay, how old is the Lone Cypress on 17 Mile Drive? Mm, good question. 
It's got to be a couple of hundred, I'd say. Really? You would guess that old? I think so. It's going to be more than, it's going to be more than 50. Okay. So how many? And I think you're asking me, I think you're asking me this question because it's higher than I think it is. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to say 185 years old, that tree. 285 years old. Yeah, they're guessing it's between two and 300 years old. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Be one of the I never would have guessed that. in America. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. And that it's made it that long, just like out there in the elements yeah. on the coast. I know. That's pretty impressive. But I think with the old erosion at some point, that bad boy's going to drop into the ocean. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a sad one. <laughs> <laughs> we won't dwell on that. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you got? Right. Which swing jazz world famous crooner was banned from the famous lodge after he punched the son-in-law of Pebble Beach founder Samuel Morse in the face? (laughs) Oh, jeez. This is getting dark. (laughs) I mean, it's a left field quiz question. I'll give you that. We had a murder and a ghost. (laughs) The last major hit a Baltus roll. Now we got another fist fight. Crooner, yeah. jazz crooner. I, I think is Frank Sinatra a jazz? Is he jazz? Ding 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 ding. Well, he's sort of swing. Yay! He's swing. Yeah, he's sort of jazz. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really, he punched yeah. somebody. Yeah, Frank Sinatra was banned from the lodge a rowdy evening when Frank Sinatra received a lifetime ban after he punched the son-in-law in the face. One headline reading: Sinatra wants snack, settles for smack. I mean, Ooh. Frank Sinatra. Honestly, they just don't write headlines like that. Anymore. No, they don't. Some classic. They don't. Okay. Speaking of celebs, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am used to be originally known as what? Mm, what was the title? Mm, I should probably know that one, shouldn't I? You've heard this. I know you've heard this. You might, you might have me on that one, Amy Rogers. <laughs> I'm afraid to say. You got this. Think celebrity. Another celebrity at Pebble was involved in the original... Oh, tournament there. Uh, yeah, your favorite guy. Yes. Your favorite guy. Um, <laughs> why am I blanking on his name? Oh, uh, oh my gosh. I'm absolutely blanking on his name. He's been there every year for the last 70 years. No, I'm pretty sure this guy's dead. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm thinking. It's not going to be Clint Eastwood. Why would it be named after Clint no. Eastwood? Not Clint Eastwood. Uh, Good guess. I don't know. Hit me. Crosby, Clambake. Bing Crosby. You knew that. You've heard that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I did know that. That's actually one of the nuggets I had for you, but I'm going to leave that one for now. Um, (laughs) Okay, here's one for you. Before the landscape was agreed to become Pebble Beach, the golf course, what was that area of land going to be? To the point where even there were skeleton drawings of how they were going to do it. An amusement park. Like a hundred years ago? <laughs> no, it was gonna be it was gonna be a housing development. They marked up all the residential yeah. plots, they marked up where the apartments were gonna be, the houses were gonna be, and then it got saved by the man, the legend Samuel Finley Brown Morse, who brought it back to be a golf course. Imagine. Thank God for Samuel. What would golf be without Pebble Beach? I know. Can and you even imagine? Good. And they still have houses there. So you could still live there. So it's like the best of both worlds. You get the golf and the houses. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
All right. Well, you were talking about my boy earlier, Clint Eastwood, a fixture out oh, at wait, Pebble Beach. When did he become your boy? When was when did that? <laughs> Apparently, I have a thing for like ninety year old men. <laughs> well, golf. That's your sport. That's so, true. Fit right in. All right. So my boy Clint recently sold his home at Pebble Beach. How much? How much did he sell Ooh, for? Good question. What's the view like? Do we know what the view is? Do you know where it is? I would imagine it's pretty nice. I have no details other than a dollar amount. It had to be pretty it's good. It's gotta be though. in the mills. Yeah, it's gotta be in the mills. Uh, 12 mil? Close. Yeah, 10. 10 mil. Not yeah. Bad. Not bad. Nice. Not too shabby. What do you do with the money? Maybe you went to go and buy a house on Augusta. Um, yeah, okay. Exactly. Final one for you is. I don't know if you know who this person is, but I thought it was kind of funny. Which two-time Oscar-winning actor hit his opening tee shot on Pebble Beach into his own room, startling his screaming wife who was having a shower at the time? <laughs> what? That happened? Oh, my gosh. Right. I've never heard about this. No. Two-time Oscar winner that plays golf. Yeah. I mean, think black and white. Mm. I don't think you would have heard of him. Warren Beatty? I don't even know if he plays golf. No. Did he even win an Oscar? I don't even know. Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I should have done that. Yeah, he did. He said his his wife shrieked when he when we when he heard when she heard the ball come into the room as she was showering, thinking someone was, you know, breaking into the room. But Lemon also did famously say he would trade an Oscar just to make the cut at the ATT at Pebble Beach. Wow. That's how much Aww. these guys love it. That's how much the Amazing. women are gonna love it. All right. Speaking of celebs, you know, since they have this annual celebrity event up, out there, well, you've already played with Alfonso Riviero, so it can't, you can't really top that. But is there a celebrity that you would love to play with? That's a good question. So many, so many celebs play golf at the moment, don't they? I, uh, I my initial reaction was Celine Dion because she's, she's, oh. one, she's one of my music heroes. Seen her in concert. Very nice. She is also a little cuckoo, and I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Celine Dion song? The Titanic one? Uh, My hair will go on? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, That's the way it is, is a, is a, is a strong one for mm. me. Um, I'm your lady. Oh, the chorus in that mm. is unlike anything other. Um, however, <laughs> you will sort of get a, get a concept of my musical taste here. I don't quite know how to say this, but Michael Bolton is genuinely one of my all-time heroes and i didn't even michael bolton yes what's wrong with like that? the michael bolton really there is only, there i guess is like, only one michael bolton <laughs> apparently not no, well, it so michael I... bolton in office space wasn't that like a whole thing his name was michael bolton anyway okay no, please explain this to me why there is only why there is this only one michael... love of michael well bolton. i know it's a bit strange because he's american and he's also like a hundred years older than me but his voice so so i don't even know it started my love for michael bolton started in a, in a very innocent place you know his voice is as smooth as butter it's raspy it's the kind of voice that makes your hands your hair stand up on end maybe that's just me and the rest of the other 50 year old women who go to all of his concerts anyway so i've seen him like it was my first date with my now husband tom we went to the royal abbott hall in london watched michael bolton we you know walked out of the royal abbott hall picked up a couple of t-shirts i think his said I want to be your sole provider and mine said when a man loves a woman and this is a first date you know it's true love when you stroll down the king's road in london in michael bolton t-shirts after about two pints of red wine there was no going back after that so 
so we see him in, we see him in concert a lot i then i'm talking to my friend a couple of a couple of months later and i'm like oh my god i'm so excited i'm seeing michael bolton tomorrow and she's like you know my sister dates michael bolton i said hold the line what your sister's like 27 years old and at this point michael's like 68. She's like, yeah, yeah, she works in the movie industry. She met Michael. They've been dating for a couple of years. I'm going to be in the Royal Box uh, tomorrow at the concert. I was like, are you kidding me? You're g- what are the odds? You know how much I love him and your sister's dating him. I mean, it was <sighs> yes, utterly bizarre. So anyway, meanwhile, we move out to the States and I'm thinking, so this is maybe like six, seven years ago. I've seen him five times in that time. I look on Spotify about three months ago and I see he's playing in Connecticut. So he is from Connecticut. He is from the town next to mine in Connecticut, which is just too good to be true. So, so he's playing. Has there been a Michael Bolton sighting? Well, have you seen him? Amy, it's a matter of time. I'm telling you. So get this. This is just so weird. So we thought about buying Max a big old swing set for the garden uh, for his uh second <laughs> birthday so there we are a couple of months ago we drive through westport we see this big sort of play yard with this guy who's selling these big play sets go down there have a look and it's sort of surrounded by a, sort of maybe a 50 foot wall and i was like oh so i was like what's the other side of that wall just out of pure interest and he goes oh um a, a singer a singer lives there from the sort of from the 80s 90s i don't know if you've heard of michael bolton i was like, no i was like you no are kidding me Michael Bolton lives the other side of this wall. What are the chances? <laughs> so, Michael, if you're listening, I feel like <laughs> the, whether they're the golfing gods or whether they are just some kind of god who is bringing us together one step at a time. It is a, only a matter of time before I see him in like the local Whole Foods or like the local taco bar. I don't know if he's a taco man, but I feel like he probably is. But it's it's uh, anyway. So I know he plays pro-ams. <laughs> I, I do worry that he may be one of those celebrities who you'd be massively underwhelmed if you met him. I know he's very short <laughs> and I'm very tall. I feel like that would be slightly underwhelming to begin with. And anyway, so so long story short, Michael Bolton is my uh, celebrity. <laughs> my celebrity round of golf. Who's yours? So you've revisited this uh, child's... Uh playground seller like 50 times now hoping that you'll somehow well, see him over the fence obviously we did drive around the back of the wall as soon as we left and and so i've seen his car i've seen his house i've seen the gate where he lives he i think he was home as well because there were a couple of cars in the driveway but i couldn't just rock up and be like hey my friend my <laughs> friend's sister used to date you five years ago anna from the golf channel <laughs> Maybe he's a huge fan. He might watch you all the time. And he would be so excited that you showed up at his door. You know, well, that's a great Or he could call the police. (laughs) Or he could call the police. But I feel like like we've got on quite well. Yeah, I feel like we go way back, me and Bolton now. I think, you know, it's it's a dream. It's a dream. I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated. Yes, please do. Because like you said, I think it's only a matter of time before you run into him somewhere. I don't know if he's a big taco fan, but maybe the grocery store or something. (laughs) For sure. All right. Well, you're not alone in like your weird stalker things. So I'm whoa, in Cincinnati. Whoa. What is that weird stalker thing, Amy? There's nothing weird about it. Hey, it takes one to know one. Okay. So we here in Cincinnati, you know, the Bengals have obviously been on a great run last couple of years. Joe Burrow is the quarterback. Sure. So we hear that he has this house built close to my son's school. 
So of course <laughs> I get over there early one day to pick them up from school. And I was like, I'll just drive around. So they describe it. They're like, yeah, it's like one of those, like, you know, the more narrow, like townhouses they're building where like, it's like a home, but it's like three floors and they're like really narrow so they can fit more of them like close by. So they're telling me it's like one like that. And it, of course has a Bengals flag out front. So I'm driving like up and down these streets, like looking for this house with the Bengals flag, like looking for Joe Burrow. Um, and he's a huge golf fan. So um, I did hear that he's a member at a club nearby. So if I could, you know, tee it up with Joe. I think that would be, that would be. Yeah. No. Yeah. But the thing is the difference is Amy, you went looking for him. Michael Bond signs <laughs> come, come to me. They, they come, I don't, go yeah. I don't go searching for these things. They come to me. Whereas yours is a little more stalky driving up and down, <laughs> trying, to, trying to see him. <laughs> if the four of us want to get together for a full ball, I'm in. That will be. It's out there. We put it out into the universe. It's on them now. Okay, so we teased this a little bit earlier in the pod. We are super excited about this segment. This is going to be Never Been Asked. It's sort of like Never Have I Ever, you remember from college, those sort of games. Anyway, mm. so we want to focus on questions that we think these players have never been asked before. So we are going to test out a few of the questions that we have in mind. Some of these may make the final lineup, some may not. But anyway, you'll have some fun getting to know us and getting an idea of sort of the questions that we're going to be asking. So, all right. What would you change your first name to? I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've always like I've always loved the idea of having like alliteration in my name. So, so like my first and my last name start with the same letter. So maybe I'd be like okay. Jessica Jessica Jackson or like <laughs> Josie Jack. No, not Josie. Uh, <laughs> no, the Josies out there. Uh, or maybe like, uh, it's just like a strong name beginning with J. Jasmine Jackson. Julie? Julie Jackson. Jackson. No. Well, my, my, my mother-in-law, believe it or not, her, her real name is Janet Jackson. She is the original Janet Jackson. Uh, which is it's Janet Jackson. Is it really yeah, kind of? Amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, she is. Oh, that's the funny. And she uses it all the time. Although she's from the North of England. So the accent, so she's got an accent. <laughs> like this is really the Janet Jackson. Slightly different. And slightly. she won't be having any nipple slips anytime soon. Cause <laughs> it's my mother-in-law. We don't need to see that. Um, don't need to see that. Don't need to see that. What, uh, what would you change your name to? I always like the idea of, because my name's so short, I always like people that had long names that could shorten it to something, you know, like Alexandra, but you could go by Alex, you know, it's like two names in one sort of. I could call you Ames. Something like that. You could be Ames. It's still so short. Yeah, but that's the whole point. Aim. If you shorten it. But it's already short. Like I want, you know, this long extravagant people <laughs> name that I could have a second shorter version. Like Elizabeth, but you go by like Liz like, or uh, something like that. What did Phoebe change? What did Phoebe change her name to in Friends? Consuela Banana Hammock. Yes, something Phoebe like Consuela that. Phoebe Consuela Banana Hammock. Yeah, and then That's Mike it. changed his name to Mike changed his name to Crap Bag. Maybe we'll just go with That's that. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Can you imagine hosting Golf Central as Banana Hammock? <laughs> hey, people would remember it. People would remember it. Um, okay, Amy, what? What would you last Google search? Clint Eastwood lives at Pebble Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, before, we start the recording, before 
before we started recording this podcast, get your phone out and open up your okay. Safari. What was your last look? All right, this is going to be good. I feel like all my searches have been related to preparing for this podcast. I know. I feel like you're editing out ones that you don't want to reveal. Yes. <laughs> oh, I searched for Cars soundtrack songs because my son likes listening to uh, songs from the Cars movie when we're in the car. Oh, <laughs> That's what I searched your for. Little your little boy Jack is just so, so cute. What, I was your, uh, what did you search for? I searched for how to, I think I, I was double checking on the word how to spell tantalizingly because because there's, <laughs> there's, there's a couple of words out here that I would spell with an S, but U.S. spelled as Z. So oh, was, yeah. So I was checking if it was yeah. a Z or an S. Uh, and I think if I want to, you know, stay true to my roots as an S, tantalizingly. Great word. That's funny. Um, yeah, quite random. Uh, all right. What have you got? This is another one you came up with that I loved, which I think is hilarious. And we've slightly modified this from its original form. So your last meal, what would it be? Mm -hmm. Last ever meal. That's so difficult. Do you know, one of the meals that really stands out to me is Tiger Woods' 2019 Champions Dinner with the combo of the sushi and the tacos. Because I think that sounds pretty good. Anybody ever asks me, what's your favorite sort of culinary dish? Like what country is your favorite food? I'm always torn between Japanese and Mexican. They are just tied at the top as the all time great food groups. And so I, t I always, you know, if I'm ever feeling a little bougie, I'll get sushi. But if I'm ever like, you know, just need like a good, a good fresh, you know, one of the best foodie trips I ever went on was to Mexico. We went to Tulum and the food there was apps. It was, it, it was, it was so fresh. It was freshly caught out the sea. You know, all the menus changed depending on the day and what they'd caught out of the ocean and the tacos were off the chisane. So I would, <laughs> I would tie Japanese and tacos. I would have just gone to Tiger Woods' Champions Dinner and it would have been absolute. It would have been great. You must really love tacos because you have brought that up multiple times at this podcast. So really? we got to get this girl a taco. You're like, yeah. You're like, what tacos up multiple times? You were hoping to find Michael Bolton at a taco shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's like That's all true. the good things coming together. Michael Bolton. <laughs> well, Bolts has, Bolts has lived in Westport for over 40 years. <laughs> Anyone's going to know a good taco joint. It's probably going to be it. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. I feel like you put a lot of thought into your answer and yours sounded very sophisticated. And now I'm going for like bottom of the barrel fast food. You going chicken nuggets? So no. <laughs> so in Cincinnati, you've probably heard of it. Anytime they do like a Monday night game or they do any national game here, they always talk about Skyline Chili. It's like a thing, like a Cincinnati thing, but it's not really even like a real chili. And it almost has cinnamon in it and it's weird but I think you have to like grow up with it. So anyway, that would be my last meal. Probably like a three-way with cheese. I don't like the onions or the beans or anything like that. Um, so what is it? Like a, I love like a cheese. cinnamony. Like, it's like a cinnamony chili um, with spaghetti. And then they top it with like this huge mound of like cheese. It's so good. Wow. I don't think, think I've ever had cinnamon in chili. Sounds quite it's, nice. I know. It's weird. It's not even like a real chili. I, I don't even know how it's like <laughs> being called chili, but it's like a Cincinnati thing. So it's really good and not healthy at all. 
no, there's a lot of like famous American classic dishes that I still haven't tried, like a Philly cheesesteak. I'm still not quite oh, sure yeah. what a Philly cheesesteak is. Or like a corn yes. dog. I sort of really know what a corn dog is. Um, there's, you know, there's a couple of things like that, which I feel like if I'm really going to call myself an American, I've got to check off the list. Yeah, I think we should just make a list of things and we can just have you eat all of them on the show and just tell us what you think about mm. these random American foods. <laughs> That's what the listeners want to listen to, me chowing down on a corn dog. <laughs> hey, we said we were going to get to know people on a new level. And if this means corn dogs, it means corn dogs. <laughs> All right. So that's a little uh, preview of what Never Been Asked is like some of those random questions that definitely do not get asked in post-round interviews, getting to know some players in and around the game. So yeah, we're just going to wrap it up and get ready to say goodbye because you know we got to get ready. We've got the US Women's Open coming up. We are going to be there yes. on site, both of us again, all week for Golf Channel. It's going to be kind of a grind. I mean, those are like long hours. I think we've got a couple like 6.30 a.m., local yeah local it's, it's it's gonna be a grind but you know we're hashtag blessed to be there yeah live from yes. so we are doing a big live from production of course that we are both a part of so we've got eight hour preview shows tuesday wednesday nine till five amy's gonna be out there reporting i'll be on the desk with i think brandel chambly and bethann nichols karen stapples is gonna be on the desk with us we're gonna have so many guests and then of course we'll be doing our uh, pre and post game coverage as well thursday through sunday i think we're gonna have an that set is gonna be epic the view be behind amazing. the set is gonna be incredible yeah. i am pumped. yeah it's gonna be those like pinch me moments you know i kept doing that just at baltusrol when i was filling in for you because i never hosted like on site just turning around and like taking in where you are you know yeah. like you said it's yeah one of those like we're so blessed to do what we do and like the hours can be crazy and crazy things can happen as we told yeah. you about earlier but we are just so lucky to get to spend a whole week coming up at pebble beach very for true one of the women's majors so yeah, hopefully there will be than this. there will be no illnesses there will be no last minute change of plan <laughs> i'm sure there'll be something that goes terribly wrong that always is <laughs> always something always, always something. something all right well where where can you watch this thing you can watch it on youtube <laughs> all, all the big all the big podcast platforms i believe golf all channel the big, yes golf channel youtube golfchannel.com pretty much all things golf channel you can uh check out our podcast or listen to our podcast. So Anna, before I let you go, we have to decide on our mission of the week. So Anna, your mission, should you choose to accept it? What's the one thing that you want to make sure that you do at Pebble Beach? It's a very good question, Amy. So many things. You think you've got so much time, but then you never have that much time. I no. think I'm going to... I'm not much of a TikToker, not much of a uh, behind the scenes grammar, but I'm going to take this. I'm going to, I'm going to do a behind the scenes day in the life on set with Golf Channel at Pebble. First time ever. Nothing unseen. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That is a great one. I just want to walk all 18 holes. After getting my very brief teaser in my last trip back in 2016, I want to walk the entire course. I want to see it all. And I want to get a selfie with Clean Eastwood. He's got to be there. He's got to be lurking around somewhere. He's always there. Me, Clint, selfie. It's going to happen. You are so right? obsessed with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> He's like a legend, you know? Well, right? No, but right? <laughs> no, I, I get it. Kind of. I get it. 
<laughs> but I love of all the things that you could that you could do, all the tasks that you want to set yourself with getting <laughs> Each to their hey, who am I to judge? I'd be on both. <laughs> All right. Well, follow us on Twitter and Instagram to find out if we are able to complete our missions. I feel like I went a little bit more out on a limb with mine um, so you can see what happens. And we'll be sure to update you on our next podcast, too, on how it played out if we completed our mission. All right. Amy Rogers, Anna Jackson. Thank you. This has been so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.